Bring It On is a public affairs program exploring the people, issues, and events affecting the African-American communities in South Central Indiana and beyond. Bring It On is a forum for the people, by the people, produced by an independent team of volunteers working at the studios of Community Radio WFHB in Bloomington, Indiana, and financially supported by listeners like you. Good evening, I'm Clarence Boone, and welcome to Bring It On, a multiple award-winning radio broadcast in our 19th year. As Indiana's only weekly community radio show committed to exploring the people, issues, and events impacting the African-American community. I'm Liz. The month of February has been designated as the Black History Month. Black History Month is an annual observation originating in the United States, where it is also known as African-American History Month. It has received official recognition from governments in the United States and Canada, and more recently has been observed in Ireland and the UK. Here in Bloomington, the Black History Month theme for this year is Blacks in Cinema, celebrates the profound impact and enduring contributions of Black individuals in the world of film. Throughout history, Black filmmakers, actors, and stories have played pivotal roles in shaping the cinematic landscape, enriching it with diverse narratives and perspectives. This theme invites reflection on the resilience, creativity, and transformative power of Black voices within the realm of cinema. On the Indiana University campus, the theme likewise for this year is Blacks in Cinema, and they historically have uh, programmed Black History Month to symbolize the contributions of Black people from around the world and here at Indiana University. Uh, the New Marshall Black Culture Center, it chooses impacting themes throughout the years as well as this year to honor and celebrate the culture, beauty, creativity, intellect, and resilience of Black people everywhere. As one of the oldest Black culture centers in the nation, the NMBCC is proud to celebrate 50 years of power, progress, and promise. Joining us this evening to discuss celebratory activities surrounding Black History Month in the city of Bloomington and on the Indiana University Bloomington campus are bringing on guest Chatoya Moss, Director of Safe and Civil Cities for the city of Bloomington, Dr. Gloria Howe, Director of the Neil Marshall Black Culture Center on the Indiana University Bloomington campus, and Novotny Lawrence, Director of the Black Film Center and Archives, also on the IUB campus. Chatoya Gloria and Novotny, welcome to Bring It On. Welcome bring, welcome to Bring It On. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I, if I can, I, I want to uh, go back to something that Liz said before we went live. And that was while February has been designated as Black History Month, uh, she and others on this, on, this, on this line have made the observation that Bloomington celebrates and observes Black History Month 12 months out of the year. And I think that's a profound statement because a lot of communities, if if they celebrate Black History Month at all, um, are kind of doing their their citizens a disservice by not really talking about the the enriching life and history of Blacks in America. Would you all agree? And as we go around and as you introduce yourselves, kind of comment on just what Black History Month means to you. And we'll start uh, with Novotny. We'll, we'll go uh, around the other way today. Novotny, if you'll start this off. Oh, thank you so much again. I appreciate you all having me on the show um, to talk about Black History Month, uh, which I completely agree is 12 months out of the year. Um, I oftentimes um, use this time leading up to as well as the month to just delve even deeper into what I do every day uh, and in, in my life and in the classroom when I'm teaching. So uh, for me, you know, Black History Month is a time to reflect. Uh, it's really a time to to think about gains that we've made and what that what it took to make those gains the sacrifice uh and that includes the deep 
histories and the hard histories, as well as the uplifting histories. Um, for example, a lot of people, when we talk about Black History Month, we talk a lot about Dr. King, which we should talk about Dr. King and Rosa Parks, and we should talk about Rosa Parks. And those stories kind of feel good, but we don't get to sometimes the end of those narratives uh, with Dr. King. You know, his penance was he, you know, he lost his life advocating for equality. And that's, you know, not necessarily the ice cream and puppy dogs version of history that some people want to celebrate when we get to this moment. Um, and so it's time to really think about those things, uh, what happened, um, and and really celebrate, uh, understand the ways in which that important work has affected us, use it as inspiration, and recognize that we still have a ways to go. Um, so that's what, you know, Black History Month for me in a nutshell kind of has come to mean, and I see that really as my responsibility uh, to engage in these wonderful partnerships and to put on fascinating programming um, to, to um, talk about uh, the histories and share and teach and, and, and um, fellowship and, and all the things. Um, and I'm sorry, if there was another part of that question, I'd like to answer. What could you repeat that for me again? Well, just you, you've done that. Uh, I had asked if you can introduce yourself and talk That's about right. the impact of black history month with you and help. Now I understand that you're a new appointee at Indiana university. Can you talk about um, your tenure so far here at I? That's correct. Yeah. And I'll go back and sorry, I did that kind of in reverse. Uh, I get really excited to talk about uh, February uh, Black History Month. And, and this year we get 29 days to wild out instead of the standard 20, 28. Right, so it's literally about to be on. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I am, I'm, I'm, you know, Dr. Novotny Lawrence, I'm, I'm new to the area. I started my position as the director of the Black Film Center and Archive, which is the only repository in the world dedicated to acquiring uh, and preserving Black film. Uh, histories and ephemera, uh, ephemera, excuse me. And so really proud to be leading that. Uh, and it was founded in 1981. And we do all kinds of programs as this, this uh, we're going to be talking about more here on this program. And yeah, I've been here uh, since moved here in July, started my position uh, in, in August. And I have to say that, that I'm really happy to be a part of this community. Um, my decision to come, I will say that, that Dr. Howell was a big part of my uh, decision making process, the warmth that she showed and that continues from people like Shatoya and, and you all having me on this show. It's just a, a special feeling and a vibe I get so far from being here. And I thank you all for that. And, and, and I'm glad I'm here. Well, thank you. And, and uh, on that note, Gloria, if, if you can share with us the impact that Black History Month has in your life, uh, and that I know February for you is a very easy light month, uh, but if you could talk about what it means to you. <laughs> easy and light. <laughs> some of the things that you do, yeah. <laughs> Uh, wow. Yeah. Thank you, um, Clarence and Liz, for, for having me as well. It's a pleasure um, to be on, particularly to share um, share airspace with um, Novotny and Shatoya in particular. Um, we're really, really excited um, about Black History Month and and to the points that have already, already been made. Um, Black History is not just a month long celebration, um, which is one of the, the cool things about working at the Black Culture Center. We can celebrate being Black all day, every day and invite people to join in. Um, on the celebration. So um, this is a fun time. It's a busy time. There's a lot going on um, on campus and in the community. And um, I think I I really agree agree with with what um, Novotny shared about Black History Month. I think um, it's so easy to get kind of caught up in the the typical um, narratives. But you know, for for me, um, I really like how we can one be creative during Black History Month. Is one one time of year where um, we really push the envelope with programming um, at the Black Culture Center. And um, it's really good to see um, one of the students kind of uh, think outside the box and challenge 
each other, um, to think about how their organizations can connect um, to, to different programs. I just spoke with um, the IU NAACP right before um, we began our conversation and um, they're doing a Founders Week of events um, that they do every year. And, you know, their highlight is Black History Month. So they want folks to know about the founders of the NAACP, which I don't know what student groups say that often or who, who in general says that often that they want folks to know about the founders of the NAACP and not just the surface, you know, on the surface, what we know about Ida B. Wells and W.B. Du Bois and others. So um, I really like this time of year because we get to see the students kind of have their moment to shine um, and do, do what they want to do. But um, it's also a time for us to be creative. And like we're focused on Black cinema, um, as you mentioned earlier, to open the show, which is which is exciting. Um, it's such a good year and, and it has been such a good even just starting in January, it's just been a good time for for movies for Black folks, um, and so I'm really excited about what we're gonna what we're gonna be doing, and I'm excited to partner um, with with the city and with the Black Film Center and Archive. Black Film Center and Archive, um, I kind of think of like several other things, Black enterprises on this campus, like the yeah. Black Studies Program, um, like the African American Arts Institute. They are gems that we don't talk enough about, um, and so you know. To be the only of anything is is huge, and so um, I really want this Black History Month. I kind of think of the Neil Marshall as like a supporting cast member, if you will, um, of the Black Film Center and Archive because we want, you know, to put them out front because it's been a while since we've been able to do that, um, and so we're excited to be able to highlight the BFCA in that way. And of course, it's always good to partner with the infamous Chatoya Moss and Safe and Civil City with the Community and Family Resources Department in the city of Bloomington, because um, they know how to how to program. And um, Chatoya and I have been doing this thing. I feel like we've been working together for years and years and years. Um, but we partnered in Black History Month in January 2021 for the pan during the pandemic. Um, and I think it just kind of started this domino effect of us wanting to do things together, whether it be Juneteenth or Black History Month. And so um, it's kind of, you know, we're just doing what we do. Um, and it, it, it's 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 going to be a good a good month. And I'm really excited about it. Oh, great. All right. And on that note, the one and only Satoya. The mute it there. You always make me feel so good when I come on the show. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's definitely a highlight for me uh, in preparing for Black History Month. And Glow said it best. We love partnering together. We love working with all the entities that we see in the community. And of course, we were going to welcome Navadni and his whole team with open arms. This was kind of just an easy slam dunk. So why not include the Black Film Archives? And just to kind of reiterate, being Black and being the only one is, is not unfamiliar. But we know how to do it well. And I that's one of the highlights that I love about doing my role is being able to celebrate culture and a rich culture at that. Black history is American history, and that is something that we often forget, and how Black people have contributed to so many things. And the fact that we get to pick just one, it's hard. It's hard just doing films. There's so much going on. And so I'm looking forward to, one, exposing some of our talent that's right here in this community. Uh, we have a lot of great speakers across the board, not only city events, but IU events, even the Black Film Archives. They have folks coming out um, that we're going to get to highlight and celebrate. And then we're also going to be doing it in style. I will say Black History, we're we going to dress. We're going to dress, we're going to eat, we're going to sing, we're going to dance. So it's always going to be fun. It's always going to be live. And it's always an opportunity for community members, whether you're a student, whether you're a professor, whether you've been here for 20, 40, 50 years to get involved. And there's always something for someone. 
Now, that's wonderful. Thank all three of you for sharing those insights with us. I wanted to talk about and ask you about today's climate and, and outlawing telling the truth. And so what is your take on that, number one? And um, I like what you just said, Shatoya, about this is our community. This is and that Black history is American history. I just want to repeat what you said, because that is so important for Bloomington. It's our shared history. And so even though we are, we our population makes up, um, I'm thinking it's 4%. Correct me if yeah. I'm wrong, Clarence. 4%. But we are a mighty 4%. We are doing it for 4%. So I wanted to uh, just ask you about that. Uh, Navati, if you could speak on that. Uh, is, is part of the Black cinema, is that part of, don't tell about that? With Is that part of what's going on? Uh, well, yeah, I would I would say it definitely is. Um, in addition to, you know, being the director of the Black Film Center and Archive, I'm also an associate professor in cinema and media studies uh, here, too, on campus. And, you know, I will say that the way that I teach cinema is I teach it in terms of history. There's always context. There's always a reason for the images that you see. There's always a reason why people are so excited about certain images and and why others are so complex. That all has to do with you know, the cinema industries being a component of these United States of America. It wasn't born out of a, out of a vacuum. So that means that if you have a society that was historically, um, you know, racist and saw Black people as less than, then those values, attitudes, and thoughts seep over into the cinema that they create. And so therefore, you know, I do have to teach about these histories that, you know, people currently don't want us talking about. I have to present the information, though. Uh, and I have to tell the truth. I have to give people what they need to understand cinema. And I also have to talk about cinema as the political tool of uplift that it's also always been as well. And that is, regardless of who the filmmakers were, film has always been political. If we go back and we look at early films like D.W. Griffith's racist manifesto, The Birth of a Nation, in which the Ku Klux Klan rides to the victory at the end of the film, you can't tell me that that wasn't political because it was. And Black people have seized the means of production as well as other members of historically marginalized populations to set the historical record straight and to demonstrate that we were more than what those cinemas said that we were and that we deserve the rights that the Constitution claims that it's going to afford to us. And so that is the way that I have to approach cinema. I have to use it as a device to talk about inequities and also demonstrate the ways in which people have overcome and challenged said inequities as well. And so, yes, it's all a part of you know, the legislations being passed that are saying you can't talk about certain things like, uh, for example, the bad words, critical race theory, right? Like, like, well, why not? Because we're all in some way or another kind of talking about it and affected by that. So you come down here, explain it to me like I'm five years old, why I can't talk about things like privilege and how that leads to generational wealth. I'll listen to you. I'll tell you why you're wrong. And then I'll continue teaching the truth to these stupids. <laughs> Because I'm not talking about my opinion here. I'm talking about what the historical record says, giving people information and saying, here, the information is yours to do with what you want. You don't have to think like me, right? But you do need to take this information and use it to think, right? So it's all a part of that. And for me, Black History Month is a part of that struggle. And we get to unpack some of those things. And like I said, while also celebrating um, progress and, and uplift as well. I would like uh, to see the Black Film Archives, 
partner with the History Center here and have a, an exhibit going on at the for the for the community for people not associated with IU, and then in the grand room they have a uh, where you could show a film. You know, pick a film that would be great. Um, Absolutely, we've had several incidents here in Bloomington down through the years mm-hmm. about film. There was a uh, a film entitled The N Word. Mm-hmm. The black community came together. This was in the 1920s. Mm-hmm. Saying we don't want you to show that film. Mm-hmm. They end up showing it anyway. Mm-hmm. I was here when they showed the film Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. And the only way they would show the film is if a policeman was there. <laughs> and I thought, okay, people must be afraid. They're afraid of having us gather to see this film and what impact it would have on how we feel. Would we would we leave the theater and go tear up something? I don't know right. what that was about, but I do remember that that film was not going to be shown unless they had a police officer, which they did present during the film. So you're right. This affects all of us in some kind of way, either That's negative right. or positive. Right. Uh, thank you. Shatoya, could you tell us or tell our listening audience, please, some of the things that the city has planned in, in joining with IU? What can we look forward to here in the city? Absolutely. I definitely want to, you know, give praise where praise is due. I think the Bobby's doing an excellent job at, you know, making these ends meet. When we talk about Black history and we talk about things that we're not allowed to talk about, uh, these are important conversations. And I hope that we are able to have continue these conversations, um, which we will start off with the Black History Month kickoff at um, City Hall on January 1st. Uh, we're going to be having someone who is both an Ivy grad and an excellent director, writer, and producer, Mr. Joe Harkins, who's gonna be talking about how he's had a life uh, working in the film industry, being a black man, coming from Indiana, and then we get to transition into some of our other signature events, like the Black History Month essay contest, where students are tasked with writing about people like Spike Lee, who does controversial, was a controversial director before they really saw his artistry. We talk about Melvin Van Peebles when we're talking about black exploitation and you know getting to the edge of black films. So then we will be having that essay contest reception also here at City Hall on February 20th, which is a Tuesday. Um, so students are invited to come write essays and win prizes, uh, first place being an iPad and the other prizes being cash prizes. Uh, and that's up now on our Black History Month webpage. The other events that you may be familiar with, of course, will be our Black uh, History Month Black Market, where we invite organizations and businesses to come and sell and give information. And then we will also be having our Black History Month Gala, which will be taking place the last Saturday, February 24th at Woolery Mill. And that will be a ticketed event where community members can start buying tickets as early as February 1st. Um, What I am excited about is uh, adding the two events, one which will be a huge collaboration with um, our very own Justin Crossley, who's a two-time Emmy winner who works here at the city of Bloomington and lives in Bloomington, as well as Mr. Joe Harkins. They worked on a film together called The Right Path, which we will be showing at the Waldron Center on February 22nd. And then we will also be doing a collaborative effort with uh, the Black Film Archives and the Neil Marshall Black Culture Center called The Kick It. Um, I don't want to get too much away about that. I just want to put it out there, but I'm sure Navadi and Glow will back me up in saying that we have some really great stuff in store for you with that, that event. Um, but yeah, City of Bloomington, we're doing our signature events, plus a few more, and also, of course, supporting the other events in the community. Um, what you can also expect at that kickoff is the Black History Month calendar, where we do take all of the city events, IU, the community, the county, whoever uh, has a program going on, and we collectively put all those dates and times 
on that calendar and pass it out so community members know what's going on, not just at the city, but all over. There's Black history going on all over Bloomington. And there's, there's something, again, for you. <laughs> all right. Uh, Dr. Gloria, will you tell us uh, your side of the story? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> So much, so much. Um, yeah, we're we're really excited, as we said, to partner on several events. Um, we are having um, a kickoff celebration. So um, our kickoff is on Wednesday, January 31st at six o'clock um, at the Black Film Center and Archive. We'll be partnering um, and hosting that event. So we didn't want a, a conflict with the city. Um, kickoff, we want to be able to, to celebrate um, and, and listen to, to Mr. Harkness as well. Um, so our kickoff is on the 31st. Um, before the, the CD kickoff, we'll be over at the Black Film Center and Archive, and um, Novotny will be giving a talk um, on Black exploitation, um, which really, really excited about that. Um, as you know, obviously, a lot of our events, we try to, um, our main audience is students. And so um, he's going to put kind of a contemporary spin um, on Black exploitation, kind of connecting the past and present and throw some hip hop in there and all kinds of things. So I'm really excited. Um, about that. And also that's an opportunity, um, again, to bring people to the archive. Like, you know, folks were asking, where's the cookoff going to be? You know, do we need to head over to Grand Hall? No, you need to head up the hill, um, as we call it, over to the Black Film Center and Archive. Um, and so it gives us an opportunity to, to invite people to that space um, and see the space um, and for students to see what, you know, how the space is, is really theirs and they can go in and look, they can study there, they can, you know, go hang out there when they go get their lunch or whatever from the from the Wells Library um, cafe area. And so our goal um, is to just have a good time, um, but also expose people to that space. Um, so we're excited about Black exploitation, And not only that, but um, we're inviting folks to dress the part. So we're inviting folks to wear their 70s attire, um, their black exploitation, you know, get your fro out. Um, you know, some people, they just take a couple, Clarence going to pull your pick out and, you know, go on. I know it's going to take you a while, but go on to, you know, start picking your fro out. Um, you know, bring out your bell bottoms and, you know, your colorful uh, tops and everything. Um, so it's going to be a good time. We're going to have um, have some a nice meal because that's a part of, you know, our cultural celebrations as well. Um, and then we're going to continue into the month. Um, we're going to continue celebrating with Black Film Center and Archive on the February 7th. Um, we have two events that day, and um, I think I might have even talked about this a little with you all before, um, Liz and Clarence, and that is the Black in the Day event. Um, we're really excited about that happening, um, kind of lunch and learn style um, here at the Bridgewater's Lounge, where we're inviting some of our community folks, our elders, our um, storytellers um, to bring um, items from their childhood that they grew up with, um, whether it's a washboard or, you know, a record player, um, a special photo or, you know, photographs from, from family members. Um, for me, it might be my great grandmother's snuff can that for some reason we still have <laughs> in a special place in my, my mom's house because she lived by her snuff can, uh, but whatever, whatever the, you know, whatever the, 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 the thing is, and we're also inviting students to, um, you know, have conversations with their family members at home. We talk about preserving history and, and um, you know, preserving narratives. And so um, we know oral history is incredibly, um, oral tradition, oral history are, are incredibly important in our culture. And so inviting students when they go back home, you know, to have those conversations with family members and bring items that they want to share. Um, and, you know, so we, we hope to see kind of like an adult show and tell, if you will, um, have folks to share um, and during that time, you know, we'll have a, a meal together, but also invite folks to come and see the Neil Marshall Archives, which um, opened in November 
Uh, we are not archivists like Novotny and his and his crew. We don't have any official archivists on staff, but um, we can tell some stories. And so um, and we can read and we can we can share. And our love for the Neil Marshall, um, I think, will will very much be on display with this archive. And so we're excited about allowing folks to see some of the pieces that we've collected over the years um, from the Black Knowledge Bowl, from Black faculty and staff, from Herman C. Hudson, um, Portia Maltzby, all these things that folks have donated to us um, or that we have just found laying around in, in the basement. Um, and then that night we'll be having um, Black movie soundtrack karaoke. Um, so anybody that's that's um, interested in karaoke, whether you like to watch it or you like to sing it, um, and I love to do both, Lord knows I do, um, but we have karaoke night happening at seven um, in the Grand Hall. Those of you who have been around Bloomington, you know um, Darren Mosley or DJ D. Mose, um, yeah. who is <laughs> amazing, yeah. pro, um, you know, just entertainer, singer, host, um, extraordinaire. Um, Darren is is known widely in the community for his um his karaoke um, business, Misfit Toy Karaoke, and also sings uh, with the Dynamics, which has been around for a while. Um, and so he will be hosting uh, movie night karaoke for us. Um, so we're asking folks to look up your favorite black film, uh, black films. Um, and we know that films are sometimes, you know, the soundtracks are just as important and memorable as the films. You know, we think about waiting to exhale. We think about the music. Um, we think about the five heartbeats, the temp even the Temptations movie. We think about, you know, the songs from those times. And so um, we're really excited about that. Our student orgs um, will be decorating the tables for that event, as well as our friends at the BFCA. Um, we're going to have themed tables that reflect those films. Um, okay. So whatever they choose, I'm excited to see what they come up with, but they'll put things on the tables to to reflect those films. Um, and then, of course, we have now the next night, February 8th, we have um, the women's basketball game. It's Neil Marshall night at the IU women's basketball game as they play uh, Michigan State. Um, so we're excited about that. We'll be tabling and we'll have all of our um, stuff on the, all of our flyers on the Jumbotron. And we'll have an honorary captain that will get recognized during the halftime um, of the game. So we invite folks to come and wear your, your Neil Marshall sweatshirts to that. Um, February 21st, we have Black Knowledge Bowl, which is a 40 plus year tradition with the Neil Marshall. We're excited about that as well. Um, and it's going to be a real quiz bowl competition. So our student groups um, can sign up as teams and there'll be a prize waiting for the winner. Um, and then, of course, Shatoya mentioned the kick it. We're excited about that. Um, and then we'll be um, also with with um, Novotny and the Black Film Center and Archive. And if I may yield to him to talk about a really cool film. Um, that's com coming to Bloomington. I think that would round out um, our events. Wow. Thank I'm you. tired. I'm sorry. If it wasn't for that extra day, you wouldn't be tired at all. You'd be just fine. It's that extra day that got us. <laughs> yeah, <that> we <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, uh, uh, Gloria. I want to really talk about uh, a little bit about the BFCA's exciting kickoff event. Um, and you know, it's one of those unfortunate situations where, you know, I'm really happy I get to do the, you know, we're to partner with Neil Marshall, but our event had been on the slate for so long that unfortunately it conflicts with uh, the city's kickoff event on February 1st. Um, we have something very special. And so I think the beauty in that is while they conflict, there, there are two fantastic events that people can go to. So there's no reason not to get some, some knowledge and some, some Black history vibes going on February 1st because there's a lot going on. We are going to be showing, we're debuting, we're having the premiere of the 4K restoration of a film called Will on February 1st. It's going to be showing at the IU Cinema. Will 
was directed by Miss Jessie Maple, who we unfortunately lost last May. Um, and she is a, we have the Jessie Maple collection at the Black Film Center and Archive. She was a friend and partner. And as a result, to, to celebrate her, we're bringing in um, her daughters, uh, one of whom will participate in the Q&A with me after the screening of Will. Uh, and we're going to have receptions. We're going to have tours, a tour of the BFCA. And then um, Danielle Butler, who is who is one of her, her daughters and, and collaborators, she's going to give a talk um, to some of our students here. So we're really going to feature her. And so it's going to be a really special and wonderful event. Um, again, to be able to to show this film, Miss Jessie Maple had the distinction of being the first Black woman in the United States to direct an independent feature film. So we're showcasing her work. We're really excited about that. And then throughout the month, we're going to be offering some other uh, events. Uh, the Kick It, which they've mentioned, our programming and publications associate, Essence London, is going to uh, lead uh, the Kick It, going to oversee it, be the MC of sorts. And then uh, at the end of the month, we have a scholar, uh, Dr. Rebecca Wanzo, who is going to be coming in to give a talk as well. She's the author of two books and several journal articles, and she's going to be come in, coming in and talking about her work uh, on February 28th. And so uh, we have a lot of things going on. And then I'm so proud to also say that in addition to those things, I'm also going to be emceeing uh, the, the, uh, the gala, Black History Month gala on February 24th. So this is a, a great collaboration that I'm very excited about. And again, for us, that begins with honoring the legacy of, uh, of Jesse Maple. Now, was this film uh, part of Heartland Film Festival? Do you um, know? It um, do you mean recently or yes. years, years ago? Uh, no, it's actually, this summer. I, I don't think that it was. Um, the family has been very selective about who is showing the film. Now, don't don't let me. I, I may be misspeaking uh, because given when I got here, but to the best of my knowledge, it wasn't. And um, we were really waiting for the 4K restoration to be completed before it screened anywhere. So we have a digital file, and it's also been restored on 16 millimeter film as well. Uh, and so this this film now it, it looks incredible. Um, and our friends and partners at the Smithsonian Institution uh, in the African-American uh, culture branch of the Smithsonian uh, Institution, uh, they completed the restoration for us. And okay. that project began about three years ago. So it's been a work in progress. And, and we're so incredibly happy uh, to have it and, and, you know, that we're going to be able to showcase it. OK. All right. Well, I, if you've just tuned in to bring it on. You're hearing some of the most exciting upcoming programs. Of February, uh, I may brush the dust off of my Eleganza catalog and order me some five-inch platform shoes in my bell-bottom pants, get a silk shirt, and of course a flop hat, and come on out on that Black in the Day event. Some of you don't know about Eleganza. I might get the Eleganza catalog and bring it. It'd be an education. But nevertheless, the voice you just heard was Navatli Lawrence, who is the new director of the Black Film Center and Archives on the IU Bloomington campus. And joining us also for this conversation is uh, Dr. Gloria Howell, who's director of the Mill Marshall Black Culture Center, also on the IU Bloomington campus. And, of course, Shatoya Moss, director of Safe and Civil Cities for the city of Bloomington. I want to double back uh, to some things you pointed out earlier in this conversation, and I want you to elaborate on. Film is a powerful medium, and they don't call it programming for nothing. Um, it's, it's a dual meaning. But nevertheless, you, you evoke that, that film that makes the hair stands on, stand up on the back of your necks, and that being Birth of a Nation. And for some groups, uh, it's a hard movie to watch, but, it, but it's history. And it's been dissected over and over again. 
it, it was a it's before the term dog whistle was uh known for several things it was definitely a signal out to america as far as um you know you thought jim crow was bad you know birth of a nation sort of cemented class structure in america but then there's another movie that that makes the hair raise on the black on the backs of, of some white people and that is roots and that was a series a week-long series by alex haley powerful profound impacting transformative painful to watch but then jubilant at the end to a degree and he came to you to talk about that movie um and then such movies as mississippi burning and others that have come out over the years i mean Film has been used as a powerful medium to get messages across. The Motney in your role, wow. Uh, to, to watch these movies daily and to talk about them, to sort of unpack them for students. Talk to us about how, how you see the impact of, of Black film in America and then on our Black race. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, you know, of the mindset, I, I always tell people that since the inception or the beginning evolution of film. If you want to know the history of your country, just go back and start at the beginning of the movies and come on up to today. Uh, it'll tell you when, uh, you know, how, how the country felt about black people, how the country felt about women, um, how the movies, or how the society felt about members of the LGBTQI plus community, so on and so forth. It's all right there. When we were at war, when we were not, uh, when, when, when we had won the war and the middle class was booming, it, it's all there in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think that that is, the value of film and what that has done is there's a, a point in which films and, and even in some ways today, you know, cinematically, we have not just overcome either, but we've made great strides. Um, movies have, have told us, you know, what it means to be black. And some of those images have come out of white imaginations. And that has not always been good when, you know, stereotypes, some of the most egregious things about black people have been perpetuated in movies that, you know, you're, you're, you're not, attractive, you're, you're lazy, you're, you know, you're dangerous. And then there are those films that really kind of portray that range of black authenticity that, that makes, you know, black people who they are, um, that, that you've been able to push back for me. I think about a film continually like get out, which really mm-hmm. is one of the most poignant examinations of racial politics, uh, that mm-hmm. has ever come out, uh, of, of the cinema industries, um, that we're, we're kind of critiquing, what it feels like to be a historically marginalized population in a way that is accessible for audiences, right? Because one of the beautiful things that that movie does is it harnesses the, the ways in which, uh, you know, you have people who say, oh, the United States is colorblind, you know, and this, a lot of this was after the election of former President Barack Obama that, oh, now racism is over, which, okay, we, ridiculous. And what Get Out does is it, it challenges that fallacy by making people, if you're attuned to the film, tense up when we think a police officer finds a black man in a, comp- in a compromising situation. We know that all you have to be is black anyway, right? So for, for, for those cops who abuse their authority, not all cops, the cops who abuse their authority, right? We know that. But then to put on grand display that there might be a cop here and this black dude's in a compromising position and everybody tenses up. If you recognize what's going in society, it then begs the question, if you really think we're post-racial, why are you tense right now? Right. That moment is what cinema can do as a whole. For me, it encapsulates the power of cinema, the ways in which it can be used to interrogate, to dissect and then to make you have this feeling of relief and joy and pride. Films like Black Panther, films like 
12 years a slave while difficult to watch. Also, there's a jubilance there. Um, movies, if we go back to the 70s, like Shaft, that, you know, is one of the first to show this black dude, this brother strutting down the street and owning it, right? Three years in the aftermath of Dr. King's assassination. You've got that guy coming up out the subway in that leather coat and turtleneck and looking just as handsome as he could, owning it. Mm -hmm. What that meant to audiences, right? To see yourselves in that way. It, it, it's, there's kind of a liberation to it, right? So I think that is the power of movies. And, and all the things that I'm saying right now uh, are the reasons that I love film. There are certainly some moments when I hate what the cinema has been used to do to Black people. And then there are the ways in which I love what cinema has done for Black people and what we can take away from it. And the ways in which we and allies can use the cinema to, to kind of set the record straight, so to speak, um, and, and let Black people be anything that, that they want to be too, right? Like, you know, you see some worlds and Black people are absent. I remember it's a TV show, not a movie, but people talk about, there aren't many Black people on Game of Thrones. So you had a, a world in which dragons were able to exist, but Blackness was not, right? <laughs> cinema can push back and counter against all those things. Like, we can be everywhere in anything too, um, and so I, I'll stop. I digress. As you all see, I get very excited. Well, no, I, 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 want, I want you to. I want you to, if you, if you will, um, if someone were asking you, then you know, give us an example. Give us an example. What are the, the three movies that you would recommend, uh, both black and white, that you have to see to not depict and not define our race, mm -hmm. but to illustrate some of the points you brought out? What What are your top three? Yeah. Oh, wow. Just three. That's tough. Um, <laughs> I, I hope if, I don't if, pass. If you, want, if, you want, if you want to do five, if, if you yeah. want to do five, that's fine. Okay. This is, so here, here's, I will, I will start. And these are not in any particular order, but I say that people have to see a film that came out in 1964 uh, called nothing but a man. Uh, that movie is a powerful indictment on us racism and what it means to just want to be seen as a person and just be able to exist. Uh, it's set uh, in, in the South and, and during the time of Jim Crow, and it is a beautiful film. Uh, and I think that it's, it's a challenging film. So I would say nothing but a man. More recently, I think you gotta see Moonlight. Um, Moonlight is, my goodness, it is just such an important story. Um, I On my list, I also say you, you have to see Miss Dorothy Dandridge in, in Carmen Jones. Um, Got to go back and, and watch her. She was labeled at that point in time or has been regarded as our Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Um, but only she didn't get the chance to be like Miss Marilyn because she was black. Right. But what she meant and, and her presence on screen. Just remarkable. I would also include, you know, the movie that I just spoke about. Um, um, get out on that list. I think that if you want to understand the complexities of of what it means to exist as as a, a people that's been regarded less than for an extended time and still regarded less than by some people and what that must mean to navigate these United States of America, knowing that that is hanging over your head. For me, that is the movie. And then because, you know, I, I, I love a good love story. Uh, and I think that seeing Black intimacy on screen is so incredibly important. I would say um, if Beale Street could talk, uh, it's just a, an absolutely beautiful movie. It's a it's a sad movie, but but beautiful. Um, I, I would I would say you got to see that too. Um, 
and there are so many others. And you know, and, I, and I'm sure. going to cheat here and just throw out and most anything by Ava DuVernay, who is oh, just oh, yeah. there. You go, just everything. <laughs> oh yeah! Wow! Uh, thank you, thank you. What, what a takeaway! What a takeaway! Um, so, 29 days of February. We're blessed this year to have an extra day. Uh, I actually know someone that was born on the 29th of February. I, I tease her. I say, you're only nine years old. But anyway, no, 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 seven years old. <laughs> but anyway, um, what, what, do you, what do you recommend as far as um, to take your children to, because you can't take them to everything, but, but to really impact them, Shatoya, what, what should we be taking? Who, where should we be taking our children uh, to experience Black History Month in Bloomington? What, what is a must, a must attendance? A must attendance. I'm going to say both of the kickoffs. Um, okay. I believe our kickoffs are not just geared towards adults. There is something for everyone. And plus at the kickoffs, you get this wealth of information. Um, I'm always a little hesitant to tell people what's for them. I don't know what's for you. Only you know what's for you. We have some amazing youth in this community that can handle uh, programs like um, a black market where they'll come table and they'll sell jewelry that they made. I think that's a wonderful opportunity. Um, so definitely promoting both kickoffs getting them involved early and soon, because uh, this is how we keep these programs and these generations interested in what's going on. Um, obviously, I'm always going to promote, um, obviously, doing the Black History Month essay contest. That's just the opportunity for our youth to be spotlit and also shine. But I'm also going to do a plug for the Outstanding Black Leader of Tomorrow. That is an award that the Commission on Status Black Males gives out annually, and it's given out at our Black History Month Gala, which thank you, Navani, for bringing up that he will be our wonderful MC and dropping these jewels on us during that um, wonderful celebration and event, um, where we celebrate four leaders in our community of Black descent who are um, community members age 30 and under, and then two high school age students, and those nominations are up now. It's just a great way to showcase that Black people are always doing something in Bloomington, and we want to recognize and celebrate them for it. Other than that, check out our Black History Month calendar. Um, a lot of our events are actually family-friendly, um, also including other events in the community. Obviously, we know that IU has some great events going on. The city has great events going on. But you'll have uh, organizations like the NAACP, as Gloria mentioned. You'll have organizations or um, other community spaces like the Monroe County Public Library. There's so much going on that you don't want to miss out. Uh, just get yourself a calendar and make sure you write it down. Um, and another thing I want to say that I, for some reason, didn't even come come to mind until Nevada reminded me that he'll be doing the MC. Oh, we have so many great connections and people that have come to the surface for Black History Month. We're actually going to be having Virginia Gathiri do popcorn twists, because what goes better with movies than popcorn. Uh, having popcorn at the gala and at our kickoff event. Um, I already mentioned Justin Crossley, who works and lives here. Uh, Gerald Harkins, who actually teaches at IU, and also, like I said, also a, a student, or excuse me, um, was a student and just graduated. There are so many people that we try to bring in, and Black History Month is just one of those times where it feels good to see each other, and it's going to feel good to talk about these films that we've all grew up on in our own in our own spaces. As Navani was talking about, I was like, I've seen that film. I love that. And to even to go answer your question, Clarence, I couldn't pick three films. That's such a hard, Black history and Black films are so rich. That is so hard. And I was just like, I would say something like Purple Rain because Black people are not a monolith. And I love Purple Rain. And it showcases music and talent and, and fashion and culture. But there's just so much. How do you narrow it down? So I'm interested in seeing what the community come back and say, like, wow, y'all really should talk about this film and that movie. And we're going to start these conversations over and over again. And I really hope that you have 
have input because yeah, we are talking about the generation of the Princess and the Frog and Black Panther and other Blackness in films that we as adults of certain generations are not talking about. Yeah. I see a big whiteboard with the question, throw out your top three Black films and then collecting that information. Uh, because like you say, to everyone, I mean, they grew up in different eras. eras. And for me, I was blessed to see a lot of different Black movies. You know, we didn't talk about Claudine and soundtracks. Oh. Claudine, oh. Car Wash. And music Let's talk about Car Wash. Yeah, and music soundtracks, is like, that's just a whole nother thing. That's like, a whole nother thing. <laughs> like, you can't tell me the five heartbeats, body temptations. I got you. What's love got to do and, with and, <laughs> and back in the day when eight tracks ruled, it was Shaft. Oh yeah. Mahogany. 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 And don't forget the Superfly soundtrack. Oh yeah. 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 Now, uh, yeah. I just wanted to bring up because we mentioned this earlier in the show at the start of the show, how Bloomington celebrates black history all year. And I just want to name some things, kick in if I'm gonna miss something, Clarence Chatoya or Gloria, and, and also to you, uh, welcome to Bloomington since you've just been here. So you're going to get to hear what all we do. Uh, the, the History Center, uh, they will have Resilience Productions. It's a group of ladies. I'm one of the ladies. We put plays on depicting Black history twice a year, March and October. So we're doing that again this year. Also this year, Black uh, the History Center is going to do Black Authors Speak. So think now, ladies and gentlemen, Who's an author? I don't care what that we can showcase you this summer. Black Arthur Speak. And that's an event we have on the lawn outside the whole community. Uh, IU community Bloomington, are invited to that. Um, that's what the History Center is doing. Uh, of course, there is stuff all year long with the Black Cultural Center, not just in the month of February. Um, the Arts Alliance, they promote things. Um, there is Miss Liz's Black History Tours. All year, taking you from the Underground Railroad all through Bloomington, showcasing Black history. Goditis Productions, uh, we produce films, Black history films. We are now showing our film on the Colored Church in West Baden that has just been restored. Um, the status of, of Black men, I love it, seeing those Black men greet the students when they go back to school. That's That's part of our history. But, you know, seeing these guys there shaking hands, bumping elbows. Oh, I just love that. The NAACP, they have events and sponsor events all during the year. Um, what's scheduled for the future? I think this is something that Dr. Gloria talked about, one community circular. Am I right about that, Dr. Gloria? That's something that's going to come up sometime this year. Uh, oh, in yeah. In April, you said uh, Commemorative Day. There will be a Remembrance Week. We've got Juneteenth celebration coming up. Hopefully at the Juneteenth celebration, we will get to see the unveiling of a marker for the Black Underground Railroad conductors here in Bloomington, in Monroe County. Hoping to get that, that first marker kicked off. We're, get, we're trying to establish markers throughout Monroe County depicting significant sites of Black history, of people who make made Bloomington what it is. Um I think that's part of the list that, that I've got well, going. You, you can't you can't forget uh Juke Joint. Oh, uh Juneteenth. Yeah. I mean the Juneteenth. Juneteenth celebration. And you're gonna you're gonna cook some uh lemon cake or something? You're gonna cook some, oh, banana, uh, some cobbler, banana, banana pudding. pudding. Banana pudding okay. and peach cobblers. Okay. 
that okay? All right. I, I'll be there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple well, of things, if anybody wants to know about the African-American history of Monroe County, you have two opportunities, February 4th at First Presbyterian Church at 11 o'clock. That's 221 East 6th Street. And February the 18th at Second Baptist Church at 11 o'clock. And uh, we have five minutes left in this conversation. Uh, I want to go back around uh, and perhaps we've forgotten to either ask that particular question you had in the front of your mind to answer. Um, uh, and, and if you want to answer that list of five top movies, that's fine. But but let's go around and we'll start we'll start off with uh, uh, Novotny. And if you'll kick that off, the final question, your final comments, observations as we sort of head into Black History Month. Navatni, we can't hear you. Sorry, I thought I was unmuted. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Say thank you for the question. I uh, would add if I if I start adding these top five movies, it might go on far too long. But uh, that's all right. <laughs> I, would, I would just say I'll throw. Uh, I'll say uh, let's make sure we watch uh, Minister Society. I mean, excuse me, not Minister Society. Boys in the Hood. I would go back and I would I would check that out. I think that's a that's a great film. And then um, I will say as far as an independent film if you ever have the the opportunity to see oscar Micheaux's within our gates i would watch that film i think that it's very special and then um you know let, let's also pump up uh viola davis and Peter nyong'o i think that there is tremendous value in a film like widows with viola davis and also watching lupita nyong'o and, and some of those other wonderful women in, in black panther is there's so much value in that too um so i will say there my final thought is we are here talking about Black History Month and all of the opportunities uh, and events that people can take take advantage of. Um, I hope that, that everyone comes. Um, this is a celebration of Black life, identity, culture, struggle, resistance, so on and so forth. And, and everyone needs to come out and know this history and take advantage of these events. We got to get out of that, that whole thing of, well, it's about Black people. It doesn't have anything to do with me. It does. We're all interdependent people. And, and you have to understand that you have to come learn your history if you know your history, it helps you understand your moment, your contemporary moment, that much better. And as we are talking about Black history, remember, as Shatoya, as Liz and others have said on this interview, that this is a month where we're going to amplify even more. But this is all the time. Please don't treat Black History Month like Christmas, where you get out your pictures of Will Smith and Oprah Winfrey and hang them up on the wall. And then on, on March 1st, you take them down, be like, whoa, that was good. And, and, and you move on. Please keep it going. Continue learning. Thank you. It, it may not be Will Smith this year. I don't know. <laughs> That's the jury's still out on that one. Okay, on that note, Gloria, if you'll share with us, if you want to add to your top picks and then give us a final observation. I would add Crickling, um, one of my favorite movies. And I would add The Preacher's Wife. I watch it throughout the year. Um, I think it's just a beautiful love story. Um I would also add, like, I, I love old old movies, but something I've been talking to, like, some of my cousins about is watching Imitation of Life. Um, the, like, the Hattie McDaniel Imitation of Life, as well as the the newer one with Juanita, um, I forgot her, her last name. Her. Juanita Moore. And, yes, Juanita and, Moore. And if I could, I'm sorry, it's, it's actually Lois Beavers in the 1930s. Yes, not, yes. Sorry. Not, yes. We sorry. Talking, thank you. Thank you for that. We were talking about Hattie McDaniel earlier. Um, but yes, Imitation of, of, of Life, I really, really enjoy. Um, and the newest movie that I would, out of the ones I guess I named, would be Rustin. 
Um, I think it's an amazing film and I look forward to hopefully showing that to students um, so that they can kind of glean from him um, the beauty of strategy and activism um, and how to how to ignite change because um, I think there's a lot to learn from his story. Um, so those are the films that I would add. And I would just encourage folks to um, to come to all of the events, um, as many as you can. And, and to um, Novotny's point, like, you know, we, the celebration continues. Um, I often like this is the time of year where we get the most asks for people who want to partner um, black folks, white folks, all the folks that want to partner for Black History Month. And I've turned down so many requests to partner because I'm trying to preserve myself and my staff. Um, and I think Black History Month is a time for self-preservation for Black folks. Um, this is not for us to be on be on this play for folks to, you know, kind of marvel and see Black people um, in an entertainment type of, of sense. Um, but it, it's a time for us to showcase our culture and to celebrate, but it's also a time for us to, um, to take care of ourselves. And so um, I have turned out lots of requests and, and you know, I, I tell folks, we love you and we think you're great, but you can partner with us, you know, the other you know, 11 months of the year. We're we're open 12 months a year. So if you want to partner with us in those other months, feel free. Um, but I do, for black for our Black listeners, I want to encourage you to to practice self-preservation um, through this time. And and also just, you know, some Black joy. That was going to be, we were toying in be between the, the cinema and, and the theme of laughter. Um, we were going to have Shatoya do stand-up um, because she is a comedian as well. Um, along with all the other stuff that she does. So we were going to have her be like our opening act for kickoff. That might happen next year. I don't know. Um, but, you know, we invite you to laugh and cinema does that, right? Um, you know, enjoy some something that will make you laugh and something that will um, help you radiate Black joy. So that's what I would give. Right. Well, we'll end things with um, Shatoya Moss. So we do it. Three films or five? <laughs> um, the ones... That if they okay, I'll tell you. Here's 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 the here's the way you decide. If you see it's coming on, even though you've seen it ten times, you gotta watch it. Okay, I like those directions. So the Wiz, I'm just it's a classic in my household. I love it. Coming to America, I will go toe to toe with you on every line for that movie. The Women of Brewster Place, just that movie right there. And and Glow already said Crooklyn, but I'm gonna go the other direction and say do the right thing. And I have. It's kind of an honorable mention, and I know the conversation go either way if it's an actual Black film, but American History X, that is in a film that you have to kind of understand what the other side sees and does, and to understand why Black people are so resilient and so powerful. Um, and then, again, The Lion King, it's Black, I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how you want to feel about it. Um, but just to echo what Navadni and Glow have, have already mentioned, we're looking for Black joy. We're looking for people to come out, um, be a community amongst Black folks during this time and beyond. You know, it's a time to learn. It's a time to laugh. It's a time to have joy. It's a time to get involved. Um, there's so many ways to get involved that it doesn't put the burden on our teams. and It doesn't put the burden on, again, Black folks to educate you, but for you, for you to step up to the plate and for you to actually learn and want to understand. And Black Blacks in cinema is one of the probably one of the most palatable ways to understand. Uh, it starts a conversation. It can lead into learning, as Navani has talk, uh, talked about. It can lead into some sort, some types of joy, as uh, Dr. Glow has uh, spoken about. There's so many things that people can get out of it. So I just encourage people to check out the Neil Marshall website, check out the Black Film Archives website. Also check out the uh, City of Bloomington website for all of these events. Definitely get yourself a calendar. Definitely get yourself signed up. If you can't make it, encourage somebody else to. 
There are so many opportunities. There's really no excuses. We have hybrid programs now. You can catch something on Zoom. And if you missed it, you can go back and watch it on CATS TV. There is no reason that you have not attended at least one Black History Month program when we have so many that are going on. So I hope to see some new faces. I hope to see some old faces. I hope to see um, folks wanting to do more. I hope to energize people to come to us and be like, you know what? We love Black and Cinema. I think y'all should do this. I'm like, great. It sounds like you want to be on the Black History Month uh, committee. Come on. <laughs> so I will see everyone come February. Actually, I will see everybody at the Neil Marshall kickoff, which will be taking place on January 31st, um, and then throughout the rest of the month. So again, happy Black History Year <laughs> to everyone here. And like I said, I look forward. And if you have any questions, you know how to reach me, Shatoya um, Moss, the Safe and Civil City Director at Moss, M-O-S-S-S, -S -S, at Bloomington.in.gov. And as we used to say in the day, enough said. We want to thank Satoya Moss, Director of the Safe and Civil Cities for the City of Bloomington, Dr. Gloria Howe, Director of Middle Marshall Black Culture Center on the IU Bloomington campus, and the Botley Lawrence, Director of the Black Film Center and Archives. And also, we want to thank everyone for coming on to talk about Black History Month, the impact of Black History Month, the impact of Black History in the City of Bloomington and beyond. Bring It On has an open submission policy. So if you have an idea for this program, let's hear it. Send an email to our volunteer staff. We want to make sure we share everything and anything affecting the African-American community with our listening audience in Bloomington and beyond. The email address is bringiton at wfhb.org. If you have an event or happening the African-American community should know about, please send the info directly to the Bring It On staff. <clears throat> or if you want additional information about tonight's guests, contact us at bringiton at wfhb.org. Our show's executive producer is none other than Clarence Boone. Our assistant producer is myself, Liz Mitchell. Our consultant and WFHB News Department director is Kate Young. Our program engineer is Chantan LaFontant. Our original theme music was created by Jamal Ephraim with additional background tracks by David Baker. For WFHB, I'm Liz Mitchell. And I'm Clarence Boone. Be sure to tune in next Monday at 6 p.m. for another edition of Bring It On right here on your community radio station. WFHB. You've been listening to Bring It On, a volunteer-powered production of Community Radio WFHB in Bloomington, Indiana. Bring It On is your forum for open dialogue on the people, issues, and events affecting the African-American community in South Central Indiana and beyond. Send your comments, suggestions, and story ideas directly to the Bring It On staff. The email address is bringit at wfhb.org. That's bringit at wfhb.org.